Hey folks, welcome uh, to another edition of the Mental Health Podcast. I have with me somebody exciting, uh, Nikhil Paul with me, and I, I can't wait for you guys to hear from him. Hey Nikhil, how are Hi. things with you? Hey Sanjay, good to uh, connect. I'm happy to be here, man. All right. Uh, I, I, I like your energy. Uh, and uh, you know, uh... <laughs> That's the only thing I got going for me. <laughs> interesting you say that like you yeah, know, yeah. So, so many people today they're sort of you know struggling to find that you know place where you start off with that sense of energy right yeah and like you know and one of the reasons why i feel like that happens is like people have a lot of confusion regarding what does mental health mean yeah. right and you know hence my question to you what does mental health mean to nickel paul yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, so first of all, thank you again for having me. Yeah, you know, so <clears throat> growing up in India and then coming to the U.S. as an immigrant, uh, mm -hmm. you and I share similar backgrounds in some ways. That my the, you, it's funny that you mentioned my energy because uh, <laughs> in India, you know, as you know, it's a very academically rigorous environment, and you have to be very sharp and smart and uh, work very hard. And mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that I loved when I came here to this country mm -hmm. was that they were rewarding me for my energy. <laughs> so I was very social. I was mm -hmm. very. Uh, "Quote unquote confident, right? I was, mm -hmm. I was always wanted to go out and do things. I, I like public speaking, mm -hmm. and you know, nothing to say it's anything bad in India. It's just that you don't get recognized as much for things like that. But mm -hmm. and this is connected to what, why, what mental health is. The first part of mental health is feeling validated at where you are, right? Mm -hmm. If people recognize you and your true, authentic place, and mm -hmm. <clears throat> you feel accepted." Because mm -hmm. I was a, I was the kid who liked to get excited, who was always uh, jumping around and being playful and being myself. Mm -hmm. When I felt like that was not only okay, but it was celebrated. Like people mm -hmm. were like, oh, wow, he's really good in front of the mic. Put him in front of mm -hmm. more things. Let him mm -hmm. do more student activities. Let him be a leader. Mm -hmm. um, what it gives you is confidence. Mm -hmm. And that confidence uh, is a big part of my mental health, right? And it's not something... <clears throat> As you know, when you're a child, you don't have time to think about these things right. and you're just kind of operating. But right. for me, a big part of my energy was connected to dancing. So I used mm -hmm. to dance a lot growing up. I would do dance like Michael Jackson. And mm -hmm. in fact, when I came to my high school here in the U.S., I brought mm -hmm. Bollywood dancing into my high school. And like my white classmates had never seen Bollywood dancing. So right. it was that was but they loved it. Mm -hmm. And that changed my trajectory of my, uh, I would say, my high school and my life in a lot of ways because I was like, oh, I could be myself, mm -hmm. show who I was, and mm -hmm. people would celebrate and encourage and get excited by it. And that gave me the confidence to have, uh, be more uh, open to the world, right? To be mm -hmm. come from a place where you're excited and you're looking forward to. So that was my first understanding of mental health, this idea of being accepted at mm -hmm. where you are and where you're coming from. Um, mm -hmm. but the other part of that is that 
you have to balance it, right? Mental mm -hmm. health is not just about <clears throat> excitement and being confident. It's right. also about dealing with negative, intolerable emotions. <laughs> right. So that's the other part that I'm learning, uh, mm -hmm. which is about being able to sit with really tough emotions mm -hmm. and being able to, you know, weather that storm and still work uh, help in a healthy way forward using those emotions. So it's yeah. both parts. It's being... Uh, accepted and being uh, confident but also dealing with the tough emotions yeah thank you thank you for sharing that and you know one part of recognition that i usually do in the beginning which i forgot for this conversation was to introduce who you are <laughs> yeah yeah that would help <laughs> and you know add that sense of validation for people to sort of understand you know where they, you are coming from and how they can resonate with you as well so That's here it. you go Here's your chance to give yourself an elevator pitch. Get, get my elevator pitch. Okay. So I am a leadership team coach. So uh -huh. my background is in startups and I built a couple of startups. <clears throat> but today what I do now is I basically help executives and teams uh, mm -hmm. hit moonshot goals. And mm -hmm. that's really where uh, my bread and butter is. So I do coaching and training programs for mm -hmm. leaders and teams and organizations uh, to be in high performance. Um, okay. How do you kind of hit your ambitious goals? How do you make sure you're not fighting and there's no office politics? How do you work productively and efficiently? So the mm -hmm. idea is that if you're trying to get people to change their mindsets, their processes, mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. behaviors, and their relationships, that mm -hmm. takes time, right? And mm -hmm. that was something I saw that I was naturally doing a little bit in my mm -hmm. old job uh, mm -hmm. as you know, running a team and bringing people together. But I found I had a very a big knack for it because I would read books on it all the time. I was constantly teaching myself. So mm -hmm. that was that's my new. Uh, this is what I've been doing for the past few years. Is I basically coach and uh, train high performing mm -hmm. teams and leaders. Definitely. You know, you mentioned um, a couple of things there, which I want to sort of dig into. <laughs> when you say moonshot goals, what do you mean by that? Like you know, for people who don't understand, you know, goal setting itself, like. How how do you sort of look at moonshot goals and what is your sort of opinion on setting moonshot goals? Oh, yeah, that's a great point. So, okay, so this is my personal uh, theory on having uh, a successful life, right? And this even kind of connects back to a mental health. Um, for me, I think there's three things as human beings that we mm -hmm. need. One mm -hmm. is loving relationships. As human mm -hmm. beings, we're social beings. And mm -hmm. we need to be uh, surrounded by people we love, people we, who love us, and people we love as well, right? Mm -hmm. That's family, friends, our partners. So that's a very mm -hmm. important part of a successful life, in my opinion. The mm -hmm. second part is you also need to have uh, mindfulness, so presence. So mm -hmm. a big part of being able to have a healthy mental life is mm -hmm. being able to be fully present wherever mm -hmm. you are. Right. Mm -hmm. And that to me is another key component. A lot of us don't do as well on. We have to kind of work. That's the mindfulness aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the second. The third part, and this is the part that's connected to what you're saying, which is goals. I mm -hmm. think human beings come alive when they're pushing themselves to achieve something that's a little difficult. Mm -hmm. And a moonshot goal in the lexicon of you know organizations and teams is mm -hmm. like kind of what it means. It's like going to the moon. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, when JFK launched the space age in America mm -hmm. in the 60s, mm -hmm. um, some of our greatest technology and our innovations and our greatest advancements came in that time. Mm -hmm. You know, and we were we were in the Cold War era and there was a lot of kind of um, tension between the countries. But there was also this great ambitious effort of getting to the moon in less than mm -hmm. a decade. Mm -hmm. And something about that 
basically uh it, it turns on a switch in our spirit mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. of a sudden we're excited we're in the right mode and right. being what it does is it puts us into a state of flow mm -hmm. and a state of flow is one of the best parts of being a human being and mm -hmm. ever since our ancestors came you know on the african savannah like all of us working collectively together towards a goal whether we can hunt down the uh gazelle for food right mm -hmm. or we are working on a very exciting project and launching a new uh product right mm -hmm. there's something exciting about doing something and building something and getting there because you don't know if you're going to make it but mm -hmm. the process of focusing and getting towards it and make that ambivalence and working towards that it's mm -hmm. tough but mm -hmm. when you actually get it the neuroscience says that that's when the brain is the most alive like the brain loves achieving goals that things are hard but not too mm -hmm. hard mm -hmm. and it makes you feel like you've accomplished something so for me that's what moonshot goals is about setting things that hard but mm -hmm. challenging but meaningful and mm -hmm. in the process you find out who you are and you get to do some pretty cool stuff interesting uh, and you know i loved your answer and like you know and sometimes you're right when you're in that state of flow you don't you stop noticing time you yeah. stop noticing you yeah. know things that are going around you and like right. you know and you don't need motivation to sort of you know do certain yeah. things and like you know that it, it almost feels like your body is in flux and That's like right. you know you're you, you just sort of sort of moving along to, exactly it's effortless uh, it's effortless right yeah exactly and you know i think one thing that is coming of age coming of uh you know the process is coaching uh, yeah. which you know a lot of people don't have access to or like this is it it comes off more from a sense of privilege to say hey you know what i can have a coach to yeah. sort of you know yeah, get yeah, me yeah. to where i need to be and sure. like you know i uh, for somebody who hasn't had a coach like sure. what does coaching mean to you and like how do you think sort of coaching can help an individual sort of to get to where they want to be so yeah so coaching <clears throat> is basically about how do i say it? it's about having an inspiring accountability buddy right mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the truth is as human beings we all are subject to our biases like our cognitive biases right mm -hmm. we uh, are we're very good at forgetting um the bad parts mm -hmm. uh in life and that's a good coping mechanism because if we kept focusing on bad parts we would never be able to move forward but mm -hmm. we need to be able to have a very objective view on our life right mm -hmm. if you want to be successful in life <clears throat> it basically requires two things you mm -hmm. need to be passionate mm -hmm. so you have to find a purpose something that mm -hmm. moves you deeply because that's what's going to push you forward that's that passion is what's going to drive courage you're mm -hmm. going to find courage from that and the second mm -hmm. part is you need to have balance mm -hmm. okay and balance is about being able to handle everything like you know if you're if you're um working really hard late at night and you're sacrificing your health and your sleep and your mm -hmm. relationships mm -hmm. yeah you you're maybe working and producing a lot but it's out of balance mm -hmm. and so then ultimately you'll burn out and then you won't be able to hit your goal so mm -hmm. a lot of life is about learning to have balance in your things as you try to go for the big goals and what mm -hmm. balance helps you to get to is commitment so mm -hmm. those are the two outputs we want courage and commitment and i think a coach a coach's mm -hmm. best job mm -hmm. is to help people find that courage mm -hmm. and to help them be consistent and committed that's <laughs> that point so that's that's why i think you need those are the two kind of um fundamental principles you need to play if mm -hmm. you're trying to reach uh 
an ambitious goal or a moonshot project. Definitely, yeah. And uh, thank you for highlighting the courage aspect. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, give up because they think, you know, hey, uh, am I ambitious enough? Or <laughs> I, am, I, am I thinking big enough? Or, you know, am I, is this idea even worth, in, worth investing my time on? Yeah, yeah. So, so these are questions that, you know, people sort of have. And, you know, uh, coaching is something that can help those individuals. And like, you know, bringing in this aspect of mental health as well, like, you know, into coaching. So like, how do you start with somebody in terms of talking about it? And, you know, how would you sort of go about, you know, encouraging people to become sort of mentally aware and, uh, you know, help themselves along the process as well? Yeah. So how would you, how would you kind of start building a mental health, right? So, <clears throat> so for me, I would say there's, so it, it First things first, let's start with the big picture stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times we're very stressed. It's not that we come in from a, a equilibrium. We're coming from very stressful environments, right? Mm -hmm. So it's three things. And I like this because I got this from um, a famous, uh, It's a, he's a Hollywood therapist. His name is Stutz, Phil Stutz. And he has a mm -hmm. show on Netflix. And he says here three things. It's called a life force. And it's mm -hmm. in retrospect, when, you know, when my startup failed and I was kind of in a low point in my life, I was feeling very down. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize this at the time but now looking back this is what i did and these are the three things i think everyone should do to begin with to kind of mm -hmm. get themselves out of the uh negative uh mm -hmm. space right mm -hmm. and the first mm -hmm. thing is you have to start by being uh getting in touch with your body so mm -hmm. that means exercising that mm -hmm. means sleeping well that means eating well right mm -hmm. without the fuel and the rest mm -hmm. um your body does not have time uh, or space to recover and heal and if the mm -hmm. body's not able to heal the mental mm -hmm. space up there is not going to do its job. It's directly a reflection of your body. So how you treat your body. So in fact, Phil Stutt says that almost 80% of your life force, this like mm -hmm. positive energy comes from taking care of your body first. So mm -hmm. if you're feeling like you're in a slump and you're feeling like you're down, start mm -hmm. by going on a jog or go for a walk or play a sport that you get out of your own head. You know what I mean? And let your body get that good uh, juju going through. That's the first mm -hmm. part. The second mm -hmm. part is again, kind of connected to what I was saying about the relationship. It's, connect with people mm -hmm. get out and meet other people um mm -hmm. the more you meet other people and ask them questions and hear their stories the mm -hmm. more you get out of just me i'm going mm -hmm. through a tough time what mm -hmm. you realize is that everybody else mm -hmm. is going through a tough time <laughs> mm -hmm. right. and that gives you perspective you're just right. like okay this is not i'm not the only person doing that yes. right so you okay. want to feel connected to humanity and so get out and meet anybody, people you mm -hmm. really like and connect with. And then mm -hmm. the third part is journaling. Mm -hmm. You've got to journal. And this mm -hmm. is one of the biggest things I did because, you know, again, in the aftermath of my startup failing, I had a lot of time on my hands mm -hmm. and a lot of <laughs> negative emotions brewing. Right. So right. I could have gone either way, right? I could have gone into more addictive substances or I could have gone into dysfunctional behaviors. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, my mom is a, a social worker slash therapist and she was telling me about mindfulness and she was telling me about CBT, cognitive behavioral mm -hmm. therapy. Mm -hmm. And something in there struck with me, struck a chord mm -hmm. with me. And so mm -hmm. what I started doing is I started journaling what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And journaling is the best way to build a relationship with yourself. And that's mm -hmm. the third most important part. A lot of times the things that's going on in our head that we mm -hmm. call we're feeling stressed, mm -hmm. stress is not an emotion. Mm -hmm. Stress is a bundle of emotions that have mm -hmm. been unresolved and they become a cloud and they just mm -hmm. stay in the top of our head. 
Mm-hmm. So the way to think about it is like think about unspooling a spaghetti mm-hmm. from right. That's what journaling and mindfulness is doing mm-hmm. for us. You want to slow it down, mm-hmm. slow your mind down, and then mm-hmm. start writing down what are you feeling, why mm-hmm. are you feeling that, and mm-hmm. once you see it on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. it becomes it gives you clarity, and mm-hmm. that's the most powerful thing. You're able to separate yourself from the emotion, mm-hmm. and able to have some level of healthy perspective on it and say, okay, these mm-hmm. are all the things that are stressing me out. Mm-hmm. And so that was the third most important thing I would say to connect with your mental health and start on that journey, start journaling, start building mm-hmm. a relationship with yourself and start writing anything, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Just sit in front of that book every mm-hmm. day for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you things will start coming up. Definitely. And, you know, I think with the layoffs, I've seen like, you know, people having you know, more time to themselves or like, you know, they, they um, seem to uh, need to figure out how to be productive and sometimes and unproductive right. at, at some times as well. And, you know, and there is this sense of struggle. And I understand when you said, you know, this startup failed and, you know, uh, you get into that negative space. Right. And I feel like today when people are applying for new jobs and you don't hear back or you get rejections, right? You know, you, you it tends to put that sense of negative impact on you, yeah. and sort of be, being able to sort of deal with and comprehend, you know, everything that is going on with you. And 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 I love that aspect of journaling as well because I I feel like at times our minds are running so fast, mm-hmm. and you know, you you kind of struggle uh, having so many thoughts in your mind and not right. being able to sort of either take in anything or you know t- take away something right. from, it, uh, from that standpoint as well that's yeah. right um and and you know i know you work with um a lot of the high performers right so like um I, i'm just trying to understand like you know how do you sort of develop that mindset right of becoming a high performer and like you know what does like focus look for them uh, from from a high performing standpoint as well yeah so so this is connected um to our the other thing i was saying in the end which is <clears throat> start with the journaling right so one of the biggest things i've learned um mm-hmm. is that uh, mindset is the most one of the most powerful things you can do because if you can connect and feel reconnected to your mind and come from a place of uh strength it changes mm-hmm. everything Right, mm-hmm. because it's the lens with which we view the world. So I believe that three things we need to do to build a strong mindset. First, mm-hmm. you want to forge a strong identity every day. So identity drives behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the biggest lessons I learned from this book, Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. And the guys, uh, yeah, it's it's a great book uh, by James Clear, and he, he basically says that you know a lot of times when we're starting a new habit or we're trying to do something new, mm-hmm. we're focused on the outcome. Mm-hmm. And that oh, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to go to the mm-hmm. gym every day, right? Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. problem with that kind of behavior, new behavior, is that mm-hmm. it's based on how motivated you're feeling on that day, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's very hard to motivate yourself on some days. Mm-hmm. But if you flip the script and say, okay, let's start by saying, who am I? What's my identity? And if mm-hmm. you say, actually, I am a fit, athletic person. That's who mm-hmm. I am. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm just kind of let myself loose, but I'm inside, I'm a very fit athletic person. Then you Mm -hmm. say, okay, if I'm a fit athletic person, Mm -hmm. then what should a fit athletic person do? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I should probably go to the gym more often. Okay, that drives. So 
when your identity is very strong, your mm -hmm. actions naturally reflect what you believe about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's the first most important thing I say to start mm -hmm. doing is with the journaling, write down the life you want to live and mm -hmm. the world you want to create. Mm -hmm. Start changing that up. Because the thing you learn about from neuroscience is that the brain is very malleable. Mm -hmm. So you can train the brain to believe anything. Mm -hmm. You know, they've done they've done like studies on this where they've looked at people <clears throat> visual cortex in the brain mm -hmm. and the visual cortex lights up when we're looking at something mm -hmm. and it lights up the exact same when we're imagining something mm -hmm. so to the brain it doesn't know the difference between reality <laughs> and what's in our head right. that's how powerful it is because mm -hmm. so, so if you keep writing a story about yourself and you say this is who i want to be this is what i want to see you look at some of the best top performers Mm -hmm. They athletes or actors, they envision it, right? Mm -hmm. And they visualize it. That mm -hmm. power of visualization helps you connect back to your identity. This mm -hmm. is who I'm going to become. This is what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. And then your actions naturally reflect that. So that's the mm -hmm. first thing I always say. Get up in the morning and write down in detail mm -hmm. who you're trying to become, what you're trying to do, you know, mm -hmm. or, or find mantras that you really like. Like mm -hmm. I'm this is who I am. I'm a you know, I'm a rock star mom who, who kicks butts and signs deals. Find mm -hmm. something that helps you reconnect with your core identity mm -hmm. and start there. Start the day having a clear sense of who you are and what you're going to do. So that's the first thing. Um, mm -hmm. And then the second thing is, this is what I do. So once I've done journaling that part and I got myself excited, the second mm -hmm. thing I do is I do m meditation. So mm -hmm. meditation is very important. If you can do mm -hmm. even one minute a day, again, mm -hmm. back to this idea of emotions and feeling, it mm -hmm. quietens our brain, right? Mm -hmm. So meditate, quieten the brain down. Once mm -hmm. I quieten my brain down, I mm -hmm. do two other activities. Um, mm -hmm. And basically what I do is I do gratefulness, a couple of mm -hmm. things I'm very grateful about. So mm -hmm. sometimes I'll wake up in the morning, I'll make my coffee and I'll smell the coffee beans. And I just love the smell of fresh coffee beans. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm grateful for that. Or I look mm -hmm. at my daughter and I'll just feel, a, and just staying in that moment. Mm -hmm. Gratefulness is at the heart of every prayer. If mm -hmm. you think about it. And mm -hmm. that's what you're doing. By saying you're grateful, you're saying you're joyful to be in this world and you're reconnecting mm -hmm. with that. So being grateful. And mm -hmm. then the last part is self-love. Now, this is mm -hmm. the part most people don't do much of, especially mm -hmm. immigrants, uh, you know, right. in, in, from our developing nations. Like it's our cultures didn't speak to this as much, but mm -hmm. it is highly, highly critical that mm -hmm. you take the time to love mm -hmm. yourself. And mm -hmm. this sounds very wishy-washy, but the best way I explain it is like this. Let's say you have a kid and mm -hmm. the kid has failed an exam, right? Mm -hmm. You could shout at them, you could mm -hmm. scold them, but you know that doesn't make them feel good. Instead, right. what do we usually do? Mm -hmm. We tell them, no, you did a great job. You tried hard, you worked hard, mm -hmm. you're amazing, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine if that kid was you. Mm -hmm. What would you tell yourself, mm -hmm. right? And that's the toughest part. Most of us don't know how to say, oh, you're amazing. You're mm -hmm. doing a great job, right? Mm -hmm. You're 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 worthy of being loved, not because you achieved great things or you did those things, but because you are you. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's very important that I write down that I love myself the most because mm -hmm. the more I feel that I accept who I am, mm -hmm. and my in my bad parts of the things I'm shameful about, and kind of again writing it down and working through those, mm -hmm. the more confident I come across in the world. So those are the three things I try to do after doing my visualization identity is meditation, mm -hmm. gratefulness, and mm -hmm. self-love. So okay. that's my practice 
every day. And then mm -hmm. the last part of that, which I also do at the bottom of it, the third big part is I write down, I do basically tackle my uh, intolerable emotions. So how mm -hmm. do working through when I'm feeling really low or very, I'm feeling very uh, mm -hmm. strong negative emotion. I mm -hmm. journaled that too. So mm -hmm. that's the three kind of big areas. Definitely. I mean, uh, you know, I, I've never seen prayer um, sort of explain from a standpoint saying, you know, you're being grateful, right? Mm. You know, a, a prayer gets so uh, convoluted in terms of who you are praying to. Right. What are, you know, what you are sort of uh, trying to get out of it, yeah. right? And like, you know, why are you doing it, right? You know, and yeah. it, it just gets so convoluted in terms right. of the practice itself. And, yeah. and I felt like, you know, if people were to say, hey, this is a way you're showing gratitude for everything yeah. that you have that yeah. you don't, you know, uh, you don't take it for granted. And you, you right. make sure that, you know, you are showing that gratitude in different ways. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that was just amazing and mind blowing from, from, yeah. from that standpoint. That um, you know, and, and the other thing that you mentioned in terms of like self-love, right? I mean, like, I, I think this is something that people struggle specifically because um, for one, uh, you know, for one, you don't see, you know, parents saying that enough, you know, that they love you or they show you in, in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from the immigrant, you know, uh, yeah. families and the community right. that you come from. So, like, how do people sort of get started, right? I mean, with this awkwardness of like saying, hey, <laughs> yeah, <it's> so... <laughs> with this awkwardness of saying, hey, you know what, I love whatever, right? I yeah, love yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I love yeah. your parent or like, yeah, you know. Right. Can you talk a little bit about how you started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it is awkward, man. Especially, you know, uh, Desis, we're not like, it's not, it's not that obviously our parents and our communities, people love like right. Indian community, Asian community, immigrant, very, very family built, very community right. driven. So obviously there's a lot of love there. Right. What I'm specifically saying is the act of expressing love right. externally. Because right. what they found out is that it's, human beings, we need to feel heard and seen. We need to feel validated, right? Right. So right. that same concept I was saying in the beginning, I want people to say, oh, you're awesome and whatnot. And the person who can give it to you the most in the beginning is your parents, right? Mm -hmm. So that's our role model. So if they don't directly do that, then it, then we don't know how to do that to other people around us. So, you know, funny enough, my dad <laughs> and my, I don't think we said love you. Like it's, it's a, this is more of a cultural thing, but like mm -hmm. in India, you know, I don't remember growing up saying love you, love you, bye. <laughs> it was more like, okay, see you, bye, chill, bye. Right. But here, <laughs> after coming to the US now in the past 20 years, my parents have changed. Now right. I regularly find myself saying to my dad, love you, mm -hmm. which if I think about it, even 10 years ago, what he would have been like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so there is a cultural difference, but the point is this <clears throat> how do you do this it's hard to like i don't people are not it ultimately comes down to vulnerability mm -hmm. do you want to be vulnerable mm -hmm. the power of vulnerability is that you are not pretending to be anybody else mm -hmm. you if you are truly vulnerable people know you directly you're like that's a person i really connect with. i know who that person of the inside out mm -hmm. and that people trust you people love you people begin to want to be closer to you because vulnerability takes a lot of courage Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable because people can shut you down, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but the power of vulnerability is that then you have confidence. Then you do things that only you want to do and you mm -hmm. move through that area. Mm -hmm. So for me, unless you realize the power of vulnerability, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. it's hard for you to change your things, right? If you grew up in a place mm -hmm. where you guard your emotions and you don't try to, because you, mm -hmm. what are you, what are you doing? You're afraid that you might get rejected, mm -hmm. right? You don't show your true self because someone might put you down or make mm -hmm. fun of you. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I actually, you know, with my daughter, when I, when she's a baby, she's only 10 weeks old. The thing I say, and this is kind of a joke I kind of say, it's like, daddy loves you, the, daddy loves you a lot, mommy loves you a lot, but who loved you the most? Mm -hmm. You love yourself the most. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is going to love you as much as you love yourself. And that's mm -hmm. the biggest truth we have to understand. Nobody mm -hmm. will love us as much as we love ourselves. And mm -hmm. in fact, how can someone love us anymore mm -hmm. if we don't even love ourselves that much? Like, you know what I mean? If I'm like, Sanjay, you're right. an amazing guy, dude. Why are you right. not? But you're like, I don't believe that. Right. So why should I believe you? Right. Right. And so that's why I kind of come back to it. If you are your biggest proponent, your backer, your cheerleader, mm -hmm. then everything else slowly starts opening up and you're more authentic and more in place. And that's, that's a, you have to, it's a, it's a mental habit. You've start building, you have to look in the right. mirror and slowly right. start awkwardly. I love right. this guy. I love this person <laughs> right. or writing it down in a journal. Those are, that's how you have to build that habit. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I, and this I learned through the conversations I had with Zerubis and like the first time I did it, it was so awkward. I just went and stood, <laughs> you know, stood in front of the mirror and she said, place a hand on your heart and say, you know, I love yourself. And I'm like, like what? Like, this, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, you know, like, I, <laughs> and, oh, you know, man. that's so true. And it was so hard, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time I did it, almost like tears started flowing down, like yeah, in my eyes. Of course. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, That's wow, right. you know, it, it's like, you know, this is just mind blowing when when yeah. I sort of see, you know, myself not being able to say this out loud. Right. And it, it's right. that struggle. And That's it's right. that struggle. And, and and you know, you mentioned an interesting part there in terms of trust. And like, you know, trust is something that's hard to sort of get and it's yeah. so easy to lose mm. right yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you know in terms of like your own sort of experience in terms of connecting with people or like you know from the coaching standpoint how do you sort of build that sense of trust and like you know even trust and faith in yourself as well so yeah yeah okay so that's two different things right how do i build trust with other people <clears throat> so this is something i learned a lot as a young kid because again you know um People would say, <laughs> growing up, somebody like, "You're so sensitive. You're so right, overly right. sensitive." <laughs> but what sensitivity does is that I can immediately sense mm -hmm. how other people are kind of feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the pros of my kind of knack. And mm -hmm. one of the things I realized as I was getting older was that, but going back to the thing, if I am vulnerable and I immediately open my mouth and say something like, "Oh, I think I'm struggling with this or whatnot," mm -hmm. immediately I noticed the tension or the uncomfort kind of goes down a little bit. People, mm -hmm. people are like, oh, this guy's a little bit more real. Mm -hmm. He didn't come in with posturing and big bravado and like, mm -hmm. oh, I got to do this. And like, you know, mm -hmm. he, he came in and, and I realized that it was more like an intuitive thing. I started noticing if I came in and I just immediately was like, wow, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable. I don't know if I'm as good looking as the people in this room or something like that as a joke, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's always kind of a little bit of a joking thing, right? Because you're trying to not be uh, uh, also uh, pertinent to the room. So it immediately people are like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. It's like he's not pretentious. Mm -hmm. So that that's the way to build trust in the beginning is to be vulnerable and own up. And that's what I even teach in my teams with mm -hmm. leaders is if you want to build trust in your teams, 
-hmm. Start by owning up to your faults, your failures, your fears. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. more you share how you're feeling, the mm -hmm. more safe people in your team will feel to share their faults and their failures. And that's how you build trust. That's okay. how they're like, this is a safe space for me to be who I am. So mm -hmm. that's the first part in building trust with others. Mm -hmm. To build trust in yourself, mm -hmm. which is to have faith in yourself, mm -hmm. you have to uh, just start doing things, right? Mm -hmm. I think the problem sometimes with, and again, I'm connecting it back to the mental health, is that if you overthink things too much, mm -hmm. it's going to be, you're never going to act on it. Mm -hmm. But if you just get up and start doing something and just mm -hmm. keep repeating doing it, Mm -hmm. After a while, the brain gets used to that. And the brain says, oh, this, you know, this looked very hard to run that first mile. Mm -hmm. And it is hard, but mm -hmm. it's not as hard as I thought it was before I started. And that's what you realize. The brain mm -hmm. normalizes stress and tension and fear. It like mm -hmm. immediately is like, oh, this is okay. Let's find mm -hmm. something else to worry about. And mm -hmm. so the only way to have more faith in yourself is mm -hmm. to prove it to yourself by doing the action. Mm -hmm. Right. If you do something day in and day out, mm -hmm. then you are that person, whether or not you're successful or not is another thing. But like it's still you built the muscle memory mm -hmm. of doing that thing. So the consistency of doing something gives you the confidence in yourself that mm -hmm. you are that person. You show yeah. up to the gym after mm -hmm. 20 times. You're like, yeah, I am the guy who kind of goes to the gym. That's just who I am. Mm -hmm. The body is now getting used to the reps. And that's mm -hmm. true with anything in life. The more you do it the more you become it. Definitely. And, uh, you know, I was uh, reflecting when you were saying, you know, be uncomfortable. And like, you know, even when I was trying to reach out to you, I, 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 I didn't know who you were. I didn't know how to you know, pitch, pitch my idea to you. I didn't sure, know sure. How, how to sort of showcase and highlight that, you know, yeah. this is my intention. Right. towards sort of you know building and having this conversation right, right. like you know I, and you know to date I, i'm still wondering like what did i say that you know sort of oh i'll tell of, you yeah sure yeah I, i'll <laughs> tell you i mean in fact it's 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 very apparent right you're authentic mm -hmm. it takes authenticity say hey this is what i'm doing here's where i'm starting this is what i'm trying to do you put it all out there it's, what you did is a blueprint in mm -hmm. how people um connect and build things you mm -hmm. put yourself out there. You say you're going to do something because that's scary. Mm -hmm. You say what you failed at or what, how, you know, I'm starting at this area. You might get rejected. All of those things could be true, but mm -hmm. you still put yourself out there. You still took a chance. Now, in this case with me, I resonated. I connected, but maybe nine times out of 10, maybe wouldn't have. But that's not going to stop you. And the more you keep doing it, mm -hmm. the more people who like you and connect with, because not everyone's going to understand you or connect with you in the same way Absolutely. which is okay that's yes. you're not everyone's cup of tea but right. for the people of your own tribe mm -hmm. they're out there right there we connect with people like we only want to be ultimately as human beings we only want to be with people who we like and trust right mm -hmm. so when you put yourself out there very uh bearing your heart and putting yourself out in the best way possible and eager to with energy and excitement mm -hmm. it, i'm telling you it changes things in people people are like oh i like that guy that's a that's somebody who's trying definitely um, you know, in order to be more inclusive, I'm asking people, you know, some of their own sort of things that they like to say to themselves when you are like feeling, I know you mentioned journaling, uh, but like sometime during the day when you're like, you know, totally like overwhelmed, like, yeah. uh, is there something that you say to yourself or do you, is there something that you do uh, specifically at times when you are at the, at the limit, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
so yeah, I mean, anything, any insight you can share from that. Yeah, so I'll tell you something I do. It's again, it's part of my journey into kind of what I realized is that again, I was telling you right, like <clears throat> when I was running a startup and I was doing things, I would do things like what you were doing, reaching out to potential clients and mm -hmm. reaching out to big potential clients, vice presidents or CEOs of big tech companies or big companies, corporations. It's very scary because mm -hmm. you don't know if they're going to say yes to you. You're a small person, right? You're a small person. Mm -hmm. So what that would lead me to do is I would be some days I would feel very courageous, but mm -hmm. some days I would not. And so mm -hmm. some days I wouldn't do that much good work. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that was inconsistent. So we going mm -hmm. back to that thing. If I'm trying to be good, if I'm trying to have success in life, it's all about being consistent. Mm -hmm. The only way to be consistent is to move through the intolerable emotion. So one of the things that I do is mm -hmm. I have a chart here. I have like a small notebook and I can show it to you, but I, I guess your audience won't be able to see it as well. Mm -hmm. But I basically chart four emotions that I found were the most disruptive emotions for me. Mm -hmm. uh, one is laziness. The mm -hmm. other one is fear. The other one is distraction. <clears throat> and, the, <clears throat> and the last one is frustration. Mm -hmm. And on any given day, any of those four things could derail my entire day. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if I want to go on YouTube and look up some YouTube videos, that's a distraction. I'm feeling bored. Right. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. I feel that emotion, what I do is I'll just give myself a point. I'll just make a mm -hmm. mark and say that was a distract. And I collect that point. If I'm mm -hmm. feeling very afraid, like if I'm going to reach out to a client that I'm very afraid or I'm about to have a conversation that I'm nervous about, right. I'll give myself a courage point. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I take all these points at the end of the month and it mm -hmm. converts to a dollar amount. And then I go out and buy something <laughs> with the dollar Interesting. amount. Interesting. <laughs> so wow. I gamified it. So I okay. made my emotional, my emotions, negative emotions into a game. And uh -huh. what that's ultimately doing is it's retraining my brain. So okay. now every time I'm seeing uh -huh. something I'm afraid of, I'm actually kind of attracted towards it. I'm like, oh, right. that's cool. I can get that point and right. I'm not as afraid, right? Like you're retraining your brain. So wow. that's the way to do it. Make it a game. Give yourself right. a point every time you feel a strong negative emotion and uh -huh. then give yourself a reward at the end of the month or week or whatever. Um, wow. So yeah, that's yeah. one way. That's, that's, that's just, yeah amazing and you know thank you thank you for <laughs> sure and 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 you know one thing one also other thing that i'm asking is like is there something that you remember like from your own local language i don't know what your local language is but like you know um it, 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 that that sort of resonates with you or like when you hear that it feels like okay you know what uh i sort of get that sense of belief uh i mean if in not the local language it could be in english you know one dialogue one statement one tagline you know, which says, hey, you know what, I, I, I sort of uh, get going from, from that standpoint. Yeah, I mean, it's so like, this is one of those things that's like so uh, narrow and like it's only, I would kind of fully understand it in some ways. But I was reading this um, our article by this uh, Henry Rollins is this author and he's an activist as well. And mm -hmm. he wrote this like very impassioned article about um, how the, you know, the challenges of today's world are mm -hmm. very enormous like there's mm -hmm. climate change there's racism there's so many mm -hmm. other big things going on and he mm -hmm. says what we need now are is a generation of infinitely fantastic people human mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. and something about the way he said that i liked it infinitely fantastic you have to take it upon yourself to be an infinitely fantastic human being mm -hmm. because that's what the world requires right now and mm -hmm. something about the way he wrote that line always get i immediately connected with that be an infinitely well how can i connect to being an infinitely fantastic person today what is it going to take right and it's such a like an inscrutable very specific statement that only i connected right it's a long essay 
but I've mm -hmm. highlighted it. And I took that and I put that in my like list of mantras and I look at, and that's mm -hmm. one of the mantras I look at, which mm -hmm. is what's it going to, I ask myself, what's it going to take for me to be an infinitely fantastic human being today? Mm -hmm. And infinite, maybe the reason I connect with this, maybe in some way it's connected to a spiritual, right? Like to the universe, maybe it's connected to something deeper. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's why I lo love it. Um, mm -hmm. But who knows? All I know is that immediately it centers me and I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be the best version of myself for myself. Definitely. And, you know, what you said sort of resonated so hard because, you know, today there is so much struggle and people don't know how to sort of engage with other people. And yeah. they're dealing with, you know, their own stuff, their own shit. Right. right? right. And, you know, sometimes you don't have the bandwidth to right. sort of see what somebody else is dealing with. And I right. felt like, you know, trying to be just that little bit nicer right yeah like you mentioned that's like right just, that's right just, just that infinitely more nicer so yeah. that way you know for, for one it puts out that energy saying this is how i want to be treated that's right, right. That's and right. this is this is my hope that you know i am treated this way because right. i am treating other people around me this way right that's um, right that's exactly right mm -hmm. And yeah, and and thank you for highlighting that. And and the last thing was like in terms of diversity and inclusion, right? Like this is something that you know that is a struggle that's happening, and you know it's still a work in progress, right? Yes. And like, how do we sort of like improve, enhance, and what is your perspective on like improving uh, inclusion, improving diversity, and like what can be some of our moonshot goals to sort of you know highlight <laughs> and put out there as well? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's so it's very interesting, right? Like diversity and inclusion is absolutely critical because our customers are global. Like people are working in global teams, companies are global cultures. Everyone is mishing and mashing, right? Mm -hmm. And there's many ways to kind of slice this apple. But one mm -hmm. of the ways I'll say of using the high performance teams things is that diverse teams are more stronger. Because the more diverse points of view you have, it's there's a thing in uh, organizational theory called um, uh, cognitive diversity. And what mm -hmm. that means is that each of us comes to life, to a room with different set of values, learning, mm -hmm. education, life experiences. Uh, we have a different way of solving problems. We have different mm -hmm. uh, you know, backgrounds. All of those different ways that we come to the table, that's mm -hmm. all important. And what mm -hmm. that happens is great leaders are able to bring all these different uh, people together and mm -hmm. get them to work well. Like they, the, the, but the moment they come together, there's a clash, there's a conflict mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. these are people coming from different things. So the greatest challenge we have to realize is that diversity doesn't immediately mean it's all you know cookies and sugar, right? Like it doesn't right. just mean like it's going right. to be amazing. What that right. actually means is that there's going to be a lot more conflict. Yes. Great leaders know yes. how to channel and bring that energy and make it in a positive way. And the best oh. example, like, you know, an example of this I use, I created a video on this one, is the Wu-Tang Clan. Have you ever heard of okay. the hip-hop yeah. group, Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the Wu-Tang Clan is basically uh, a group of rappers. They're actually right. Staten Island rappers. And right. the world of hip-hop, like street rapping, mm -hmm. they would battle rap each other. And it got, mm -hmm. it's very hostile in the way they like, it's very aggressive, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of these guys were before they became this gang, this uh, group, this musical group, they were used to battle rap each other on the streets. And it was a very hostile. They didn't like each other. They had problems mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. But um, Riza, the, the founder of this group, he recognized something. He mm -hmm. recognized that each of them brought a different style of rapping. 
They had a different mm -hmm. personality and they had incredible mm -hmm. talent. Mm -hmm. He said, if I could bring them all together, then mm -hmm. blade sharpens blade. It mm -hmm. makes things more stronger. Right. And so what he realized was that you have to bring them together and said, hey, listen, mm -hmm. you can compete with each other, bring that com competition, but use mm -hmm. it in a productive way. Try to get better than the other person's rap. Mm -hmm. And he channeled that aggressiveness into a more productive, creative outflow. And that mm -hmm. to me is an example of diversity being used at its best. Bringing people from different places with strong opinions and different backgrounds and mm -hmm. saying, okay, let's, what can we create that's amazing and powerful out of this? Definitely. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and and I think you know this is a great note to end the conversation <laughs> because the energy in in the answer was like <laughs> amazing. Like, but but but, uh, but I'll just ask you, like you know, if there were a few things you want people to take away from this conversation, what would they be? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what you said, right? I think the biggest thing I think about a lot is that it comes back to those three things again, like first learn to love yourself you have to mm -hmm. learn to love yourself if you can't mm -hmm. love yourself it's hard to do the confidence and to be in the world mm -hmm. you always kind of feel insecure and whatnot right the mm -hmm. second is spend time being present with yourself so like journal understand what you're going through what are the emotions the intolerable mm -hmm. emotions like make mm -hmm. that a practice um mm -hmm. every day and the mm -hmm. third part what i would say is like find something fun that's audacious to go after. Just go after something that's fun and audacious because in the process of doing something that's difficult, mm -hmm. human beings find the best versions of themselves. So mm -hmm. if you can self-love yourself, spend time with yourself uh, and mm -hmm. understand your emotions, and then finally go for the tough challenge and the big goals in life, I think mm -hmm. somewhere within that, you'll find a life worth living. Wow, yeah. I'll just say wow and just, you know, <laughs> my drop, my drop. <laughs> I drop, that's right. <laughs> Thank you, Sanjay. I appreciate it. <laughs>